A conference tournament play over the weekend. Would you agree that is the absolute best appetizer for an upcoming sporting event imaginable? Oh. Conference tournament play, because it's a tournament setting, because champions are crowned and it happens so quickly, there's only a couple of rounds, and you can really get into it over the weekend, watch it, we'll follow a team through just a couple of games, and then somebody gets their hand raised at the end, boom, you turn around, you've got a bracket to fill out, and we've got tournament games starting in earnest on Thursday. It really is the best appetizer that we have in sports. It's tremendous, and you get like an early vibe of a, a team like Penn State, who was not nearly picked to go anywhere in the Big Ten tournament. They make it all the way to the title game, give Purdue a game, and they find themselves a 10 seed in, in the NCAA tournament, maybe even what cost my Rutgers Scarlet Knights a berth. So you get to see teams make a run. If they had a decent enough season, that might be enough to get them in the tournament. And then uh, a team like Memphis, who solidified, if there was any question on them getting in, them beating Houston, a team who's picked to go to the Final Four in a lot of places, even though the uh, injury to Sasser could change some things. All right, let me give you a couple of my early upset picks going into the NCAA tournament. I have not officially filled out my bracket yet, but I've already started looking. I've been marinating on this for the last day, and I think by tonight, either tonight or early tomorrow morning, this bracket will be filled out. But I can tell you right now that unless something drastic happens, these are the upsets that I've got my eye on. I like Drake over Miami. That's a Midwest region Miami the 5, Drake the 12. That's my favorite 5-12 matchup in terms of picking the underdog. Miami-Drake. I like that a lot. Drake's got a bunch of 40-year-olds. Miami's uh, missing one of their best players, and they just seem to have sputtered towards the end of the season. I think it all started with that FSU miraculous comeback that they had against the Hurricanes. They haven't been quite the same since then. I'm absolutely with you on Drake. Miami, again, a team that could catch fire and make a long run, or they could be out in the first weekend. Uh, when it comes to volatile teams like that, I, I gotta go with the dog and, and Drake. Long time coming. They just missed the tournament last year. They're they're older than the OKC Thunder apparently on average age, and uh, they got a couple players I can get behind. So I'm, I'm with you on that. Okay, so these two are actually tied together. Boise State the ten over Northwestern the seven. I'm just trying to fact check that that's exactly where those teams yep. are. Yeah. Okay. Man, once you lose that spot on the bracket, it's hard to find it as you're talking. <laughs> a lot like, of teams to sift Boise, through. Boise State over Northwestern and Utah State over Mizzou. Those two tied together because I spent a lot of time not being able to sleep over the weekend for whatever reason. It was just one of those. Maybe you had coffee too late. And the Mountain West Conference tournament games were on. I was really impressed with what I saw from Boise State, really impressed with what I saw from Utah State. Um, conversely, I watched Missouri get absolutely flamed by Alabama, and Best they just the country, they looked though. out of sorts. I understand, and and Missouri does have they had an upset the um, the game prior. I think that was against A and M. Be up on Tennessee the last time we were on air. We had that on in the background. Yeah, Missouri's not always a team that I'm ready to go pick, and for whatever reason, I'm about to do it. I got them going kind of far. Oh my god! So they just I'm, had a but. They had a couple of guys that looked like they had two left feet. I wasn't. I wasn't impressed. <laughs> yeah, it's all matchup based, <laughs> and you know it's it's hard to peg this. Like styles make fights. I'm going with Mizzou. I'm different, differentiating, whatever that word. Differentiating. Is. Differ, yeah, go on. Different. <laughs> Differing than you. I'm differing. I'm differing on that matchup. And then uh, Boo Booey. I can't go against Boo Booey and Northwestern while they really, they're not a sexy team, but they're here to grind. It's probably the best, closest 
uh, team to what Rutgers is about. So I'm maybe adopt Chris Collins, Doug Collins' son in Northwestern. Um, they had a tough loss to Penn State in the NCAA tournament or in the uh, Big Ten tournament. Penn State can really, you know, make or miss. They're really a jump shooting, three point shooting team. I think Northwestern can grind out and get that win. Okay, I've done no work on Northwestern. I think that might be one that I can be swayed on. So that's this is why I'm just kind of talking this through. Yes, most of these I feel really good about. I have a couple of bets that have already been placed. I already have Drake over Miami and already placed. And oh, you know what? Actually, I already placed Boise State over Northwestern. So that one already. <laughs> I forgot that I did that earlier today. Talk about tilt. These things just happen. Mm-hmm. And so no, that that pick will not be changing. I guess I liked what I saw over the weekend enough. And uh, I think I heard somebody besmirch the good name of Northwestern. These Big Ten teams are just a little bit underwhelming this year. Yeah, I mean the Big Ten teams are never really a sexy pick. They do all the boring little things. They rebound well for the most part. They play tough defense, but they don't always light it up score wise. So you got to be careful. There's teams to fade. There's teams to pick. As much as I like Zach Eady and Purdue, I don't know how far they're going. Still haven't really made my mind up about Michigan State, USC. Kind of like Penn State as a ten seed against A and M. I mean A and M's here to grind, I believe, and Penn State. Make or miss team, but uh, their best player. I saw him do things in the Big Ten tournament. I just can't go against a guy like that. Um, and then we talked about Northwestern. I, they're just here to grind. I'm, I'm with some of the teams that are here to grind. One of the games that I've got my eye on, I think, is a really good upset pick because we always want to have those in our bracket. The 14 seed Montana State mm. over three seeded Kansas State. You actually pointed this out to me last week, and I started looking at who fits the bill of these short seeds going up against the double-digit seeds of the styles-make-fight clashes that are put together with a very specific purpose. Kansas State, what their strengths are, do not bode well for them in a matchup like this. So Montana State, based on what I have researched today, not a team, they know they're not good at shooting the three ball. Kansas State, where they excelled defensively, is stopping your three. Well, Montana State doesn't want to shoot them anyway. So they Kansas State wants to push you into the mis, into the mid range. That's where Montana State makes their bread. So Montana State is one that, in terms of stylistically, they're an eight point underdog. But I think based on that uh, and that alone, you could look at Montana State as one of those style clashes that turns into an upset when we get into round one. And so Montana State, for that reason, is somebody I've got my eye on. Yeah, that's one I've kind of overlooked. And I know Kansas State had a rough. Uh, out in their uh, conference tournament. If they win that game, there's a chance for them to meet up with Kentucky in the next round, and I lost more money than I've ever lost betting on a game in a past Kansas State-Kentucky game. P.J. Washington was on Kentucky. Bruce Brown was on, and Xavier Sneed was on Kansas State. Yeah, there's a lot of games that I got my eye on. You talk about you know what the committee does in terms of styles. Virginia Furman, I mean, Furman really does a good job like taking care of the ball and Virginia's here to play really slow, and on defense, that's one I got starred. Uh, UConn-Iona is a really interesting game to me. Yeah, because uh, Rick Pitino's yeah. coaching Iona, so you can't overlook them. They've yet to really win a tournament game. I don't know if they ever have. I know they have, they're they looking for their first win in the Patino era. They've been rated as low as like 15, 16 in the past, so 
They're up to a 13. They got a couple star guards. But UConn, the number one offensive rebounding team in college basketball, you have to love that come tournament time. That's a great stat to roll into the tournament, picking a team and going, that's the reason I like them. They're just so hit or miss. I mean, they had every chance to beat Marquette in the Big uh, Big East tournament game, and I just saw them miss crucial shot after crucial shot. They've thrown up some duds sometimes. But if UConn can get out of that, I kind of like them being able to make a run. So that's where... I'm a little fouled up. So I was looking at some of these spreads of the double-digit seeds going up against single-digit seeds, and I think that this can be a nice tell of where maybe you should go with some of these upsets. You mentioned Furman and Virginia, and that one kind of tops the list because Furman's only a a five-and-a-half-point underdog. I know someone posted in the Zoneheads group page that they were like a a a two-and-a-half-point dog or maybe even a favorite. That's not the case. I don't know what book you're looking at. Furman is a 13 seed going up against Virginia, the four seed, and Furman's only a a five-and-a-half-point dog. For a 13 seed, that tells you something. Charleston, who I know you really like, is only a five-point underdog to San Diego State, Another Mountain West team. These Mountain West teams don't always break through, but it seems like this could be the year where you actually get some of these teams that move on. Earl Roberts going up against Duke. Yeah. I mean, you talk about um, an upgrading class from whoever the hell Earl, Earl Roberts usually plays, but they're only six-and-a-half-point underdogs going up against Duke, the five-seed. So these are some things to pay attention to. Max Asmus, he's kind of like Trey Young for college basketball. I don't know if he'll ever do anything at the NBA level, but he can take over a game. He's got a teammate who's seven foot five. So the funny thing is, if you got Oral Roberts making a run like I do, Zach Eady, major seven foot plus guy versus Oral Roberts' secondary guy to Max Asmus. It's just that Duke is very hard to pick against going back to Charleston and Furman. I really want to take a little parlay where those two teams are meeting up here in Orlando in the second round, but chances are one wins, one loses, and I gotta find a way to properly pair some of these parlays. Coming up next, your texts from throughout the course of the day, and we've got more news on NFL free agency all coming up after this.